You're listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm here with Isabel Palacios. Is that how I say your last name? Almost, Palacios. Palacios. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> okay, I tried. <laughs> I found her on YouTube. I absolutely loved all, her, all of her videos about positivity, manifestation, law of attraction, and just becoming the best you there is, taking back your power. And I've reached out to her. I thought she would be incredible on the show and she is a new friend as well so I'm very happy about that welcome Isabel thank you so much for coming on thank you Mimi and thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast and hello to your audience thank you for listening in it's really an honor to be here (laughs) so guys Isabel is like a law of attraction expert I don't know if you listened to the podcast before but we talk about this a lot and we are obsessed with just stepping in to our power so I'm so excited to have Isabel on today maybe before we kind of start into today's topic Isabel do you want to kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your story and your transformation yourself because I know we have very similar stories and when we were both in uni, we kind of went through a very transitional time. Maybe if you could kind of let the listeners know a little bit of backstory, um, just so they feel more connected to you. Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm 25 now, but around 2021, I went through a really difficult time. And like you said, in, in university, and growing up, I was a really just a normal kid. High school was pretty normal, but I was really sheltered. So my parents were basically dictating everything in my life and, you know, what to study. And they really pushed the whole education, you know, go to school, study this, go be a lawyer. So I decided around 18, I was going to be a lawyer. So I went to school, studied political science and I knew this wasn't the path for me, but I was doing it to really just please my parents, to look good for other people, to look successful. And that breeded a lot of insecurity in me, a lot of, and I didn't even know really what anxiety or depression was, but in those times, I was exhibiting a lot of anxiety and depression. I had no idea. And a lot of imposter syndrome as well. I constantly felt like I didn't belong and I felt like everyone else was doing better than I was. And I just thought, you know, maybe it's because I'm not good enough. Maybe it's because I'm not smart enough or I'm not like everyone else. And so that that along with many other things that I was going through at the time, of course, in, in university, I was broke. I really didn't know how to make money. I didn't know anything, any of the things that I know now. And so I just felt lost, completely lost, completely alone. And the way that I would quell that feeling and that anxiety or that loneliness was I would go out and drink with my friends. And I went to university in New Orleans, and the culture there is basically party every night. No lie. It is a party city. 
And I had grown up very sheltered. So for me, it was like, oh, freedom. I get to go drink every night with my friends and do whatever I want. So I was drinking, partying, wasting whatever money, I, little money I had just on that. And then the next morning that hangover would set in and it would just be like, wow, my life sucks. Like I really don't like myself. And after a really traumatic event occurred where, you know, just some things, I'm really not going to get into it because, you know, it's a lot of heavy stuff to unpack, but I went through this dark night of the soul and I realized, you know, and at this point I couldn't pay my university and I had been on student loans. If you guys know in the United States, college is very expensive and my school was about 50 grand a year. And I couldn't pay my second semester of junior year. So I went to the financial aid office and I was asking for help. You know, I couldn't, I didn't have a degree. I was in a bunch of debt and I just felt like the worst failure in the world. I, and I remember, this is a funny story, but I remember I had conversation. My mom had a conversation with the financial aid office and the lady who I will not name, she very flippantly just said, well, why doesn't she just go get a job at McDonald's to pay? And that was kind of the catalyst for me in changing my life. I started to think, okay, I had already gone vegan. I had already known about the law of attraction before this, but I decided at that point I was just completely just in rock bottom. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how I was going to go back to school. I didn't know my future. And I was about 20, 21. So it was like everything was an upheaval. My identity, everyone was very negative towards me. Like, you know, you you can you can go back to school. You can do this. You know, you shouldn't. And I decided, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to try. I'm going to go back home, <laughs> live at home, and see where I'm going to collect my life from here. Because I really didn't have any, I didn't have any support whatsoever. Everyone thought I was crazy for leaving school. But I went back home and a lot of negativity from my parents. I hated living with my parents. And I decided then, I had a YouTube channel since I was 16 and I only did beauty and makeup videos on there. But I decided, you know, I'm going to take this YouTube channel and I'm going to turn it into my business. And I'm going to share my life, I'm going to share my story. Because around that time, it was about 2015, and I had been seeing Casey Neistat, you know, all these up and comings. And it was a really good time on YouTube at that point. It wasn't like it is now, but people were really on the grind, really doing these things. And I thought, you know, I really want to start my own business. I don't need a degree from this institution to be successful. So I got into self-help. I got into the law of attraction. I started manifesting really reading books on the subject and talking about my journey with anxiety, with mental health, because I, whenever I was going through depression and I was suicidal, I didn't have anyone to turn to. It was still kind of a difficult thing. It was a lot of judge, judgment around it. And I didn't want my friends to worry about me. I didn't really want anyone to worry about me. So I never told anyone, but I was suffering in silence for a long time. And so YouTube was my escape. And I didn't really find anyone. There were a few people talking about the law of attraction, you know, Abraham Hicks, things like that. But there weren't people who were actually sharing a journey or sharing their expertise or whatever, or sharing their journey through mental health or anxiety. 
So that's when I decided to start talking more about anxiety and mental health and self-help and the law of attraction. And I started to post more videos because I really never posted before then. So I started to post more, be more open, and my channel grew and it became my source of income. Even if it wasn't, if it was like $700 a month at that point, it was like a big deal to me because all these people were telling me, no, don't start your own business. Don't, this is not going to last. YouTube's not going to work. You need to get, go back to school, get a steady job. But I just kept working. I kept working at this on my spare time. And it was, I, I honestly believe it was the law of attraction. It was that positive intention that I put into the work that I was doing that helped grow my brand because I didn't want a million subscribers. I just wanted to make a living. And I wanted to prove people wrong. I was very negatively motivated because, you know, I, at that point I, I just wanted to prove to people that I want, that I could be successful in my, do it my way. And that took a lot of changing my beliefs around myself, changing the whole idea of what it meant to be successful, changing and I had to really push myself out of my comfort zone in so many ways because I still had that mentality that I was only going to be successful if I was a lawyer. And so I continued on that path and here I am today. I, you know, it's, it's amazing seeing how the law of attraction has led me to so many, so many amazing people like Mimi and also Lior Alexandra, who's also an incredible law of attraction YouTuber and seeing all these women who are making their dreams come true through talking about what resonates most with them. And I know for Mimi, probably it was hard to get to this point where we took control of our lives, took our power back, got out of the victim mindset, which I was in a victim mindset my whole life. I thought all the, all these things are happening to me because I deserve them or all these bad things are happening because I'm unlucky. And I really had to change the way I saw life and myself and become more of myself because I was always the creative type. I loved theater. I was a debater in high school. I loved talking and presenting and that was really what I loved, but I wasn't allowed to do that. I had to go be a lawyer. And so I had to you know, use YouTube and I put all my talents, all the things I was good at into YouTube and be more me, allow myself to just be my truest self and that has led me to so many, so much financial success. And that's not even the most important part. The most important part is that I get to wake up every day and do what I love. And I don't have people telling me, you know, now people come and ask me, how do you, how did you do it? <laughs> people come and ask me for tips. People come and ask me for help. And that's probably the most rewarding part is that the people who once didn't believe in me now are, you know, amazed and, and connecting with people and seeing women become confident and powerful and going after their dreams and not apologizing and being true to who they are and who they know they are inside without societal constructs, I think that's probably the most beautiful part of what I do. But that's that in a nutshell, Mimi. <laughs> oh my God. Isabel, you are a force, literally a force. Like that is such, that gave me goosebumps, your story. Like I can relate to so much of that. And it's just so incredible what you've done for yourself and like just so many things to say about your entire story. And first of all, the biggest thing is like you just, you took responsibility for your life and realized that like you are the only person that cr can create this amazing life for yourself. And like, 
when I had that realization as well, when I was going through that transitional time, like it was the most powerful thing because it was crazy and intense journey, but it was also like, you know what, F what other people say, like, you know, I am my biggest supporter. I believe in myself more than anything. And I'm just going to do what my gut is telling me to, and I'm not going to, you know, do what my family wants me to do or whatnot. Like I totally felt that judgment when I was first branching out and doing my own thing as well. And it's really a, a hard thing to overcome, especially when you're younger and all you've ever known is listening to your family and, you know, <laughs> elders, right? So good yeah. for you. Like, honestly, I resonate so much with that story. You are so powerful and such an amazing, you know, role model to so many girls. I'm so happy that I'm introducing you to my listeners because they're <laughs> going to freaking love you and all of your content. And I'm just, it's just so incredible. So like, go girl, honestly. Thank you so much, Mimi. And I say the same to you because I see you're out here doing, you know, living your best life, even though it's scary as heck. Because I think that is so important to tell people that going after your dreams is so scary. And with that uncertainty, you know, not having stability, I think that's the scariest part. But once you push through that and you come over through the other side, it is the most rewarding thing. And then you look back and you're like, wow. Like I really did all that. <laughs> it's 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 really it's very humbling, and I think um, honestly to everyone listening, if I could do it, so can you. <laughs> yeah. Really, truly, it's it's all about the belief in yourself, and like you said, that that gut feeling, that inner voice. Listen to it; it's guiding you. It's taking you somewhere where you belong. And your higher self is always guiding you too. So sometimes we just gotta block out the outside noise and just listen to what we're hearing from within. And like the worst thing ever, I was just thinking when you said that, like, listen to your gut, but also don't feel guilty for not taking action on certain things up until now. Like the biggest thing I think that helps me overcome things and actually put into action these movements forward is not looking back on the past and regretting and being like, oh, but I had, I, I missed all this time. I hadn't done it um, before. So why, why now, you know? So I think a huge thing with my growth, I don't know about you as well, but like, I went through a huge period of time where I was thinking about what to do before actually doing it. And I kept thinking, oh, like I could have started earlier. I could have started then. And because I actually stopped listening to that voice, that's when I actually started. And that's when I actually, Mm -hmm. you know, started the whole kind of growth period of going through all the different steps. And like you said before, guys, by the way, Isabel and I had a phone call before this. So (laughs) we were talking about, like the instability that I feel a lot of the time not having like an actual structure in my life at the moment, like living in a bunch of different places and like, you know, not knowing exactly what's going to happen with uh, business stuff in the next few years and all that jazz. Um, and that's kind of what she was referring to. But yeah, like we feel instability a lot, but you know what? It's all, it, in your last podcast that I listened to, I think you spoke about this. It was... Um, I don't know. I forget actually which one it was. When nothing is certain, anything is possible. Literally. Yes. So (laughs) feeling uncertainty is actually a good thing. So we need to rewire our brains to think it's a good thing and to take that risk and take that plunge and stop being so comfortable. Like as human beings, we actually seek comfort. It's part of our DNA. And that was kind of Mm -hmm. because, you know, our ancestors in that time needed safety for many other reasons. And now we're so scared of things that aren't actually dangerous to us. Like we're more scared about our comfort zones that of, you know, 
you know, speaking out loud or taking a risk in a new career path, not like a lion chasing us, right? So we need to overcome those, those limiting beliefs and fears and comfort zones because they aren't really doing us any good like they used to, as I said, our ancestors needed them. Like we don't need them anymore, right? Do you have any huge mm-hmm. tips? Because I know you've gone through so much. Like, how did you do it? Kind of, you know, maybe talk us through like how you overcame all these limiting beliefs and like some tools and actionable tips potentially that you used going through this transitional time. Yes. So I began changing my mindset, you know, or when I was going through the tough times. And I think that's what really allowed me to have more courage to go after my dreams and not just sit at home and cry. And so I, what I really did was fill my, and I didn't really know much about limiting beliefs at that time or rewiring your mindset. Now I know way more about it, but at that time I was really just listening to positive people, positive influences. And I turned to social media and there were people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I don't know if you know him, but he mm-hmm. really just inspired me to the core because he was, I think he was like a DNF student in college and he just hated school. And he said, I, I always knew I was an entrepreneur ever since I was young. School wasn't for me. So that resonated with me because I had just seen a bunch of pretty polished entrepreneurs, successful men, whatever. And But Gary was so real and raw about his mistakes. And one thing that you know pushed me was that I had to block out the negative talk from people. I spent a lot of time alone, just on my own reading, you know, working on myself. And I, you know, would say no whenever people would ask me to go out, whatever. And I really just honed in on getting to know myself, becoming self-aware. And I think self-awareness is key because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you truly are at your core, then what can you do? You know, how can you change yourself? So I got really clear on, I made a list basically, and I put strengths and weaknesses at the top and two columns. And my strengths, I put all my talents, all the things I was good at, all the things I liked, you know, whether it was in business or whether it was in relationships, whatever. I'm a kind person. I'm empathetic. I listen. You know, I'm a good public speaker. So I started writing all these things down and then my weaknesses, I wrote all them down. You know, I I struggle with structure. I struggle with, you know, listening to people. I, I, I struggled so much. And this is kind of like a side note, but I was in a sorority in college, which is probably why I, I was always partying as well. But I left that sorority because I was tired of girls my age telling me what to do, you know, and the judgment of that came along with that. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that's another thing. I, I struggled with people telling me what to do. So all these things kind of lined up. And I told myself, you know, I am meant to work for myself. I'm not meant to, you know, be what other people are doing or try to impress people. I'm meant to work for myself and create and spread a message. And so that being self-aware allowed me that permission, like you were talking about guilt earlier, allowed me that permission to say, you know what? I wasn't born or I didn't obtain all these talents for them to be wasted. So I'm going to use them to my greatest advantage. So that allowed me to have kind of a permission slip to do these things and to feel like I wasn't being an imposter. And so after I did that, I started to learn about limiting beliefs, especially around money. I had the biggest limiting beliefs around money. And one of the books that, and I love Jen Sincero. I don't know if you know her, but she is the author of 
You are a badass. And I read that book and that book taught me so much about limiting beliefs and how they're kind of like the old Italian grandmother that's not letting you out of the house kind of thing. And that really changed everything for me. That book helped me really get it down. And I realized I have all these limiting beliefs around money, around success, around business. And I always thought I can't be a business person because I didn't study business in college. And then I realized, wait, in college, they really don't teach you how to be a business owner. They teach you how to work for someone else. So that's, you know, yeah. So I had to really tear down those old paradigms and get, you know, meditation helps a lot. Meditate on what's holding you back. Or one thing that I like to do now is I like to take around, you know, the note section of my phone and if I feel a limiting, well, now I, I really don't have limiting beliefs anymore. But when I would go through this process, I would write down whenever I would see someone successful. And I, if you feel like a pain in your stomach or like, oh, I'll never have that, or I'll never be as successful as them, write that down. That's a limiting belief. Or if you see a, a happy couple on the street and they're all happy and lovey-dovey, and you're like, Ugh. you know, that's a limiting belief because you are thinking I'll never have that. So I'm going to hate on everyone that has that, you know? So it's about getting really clear on what you is holding you back and look at areas in your life in which you wish to improve. For me, it was finances. I really, I was so broke. I was in thousands of dollars of student debt and I had to really get into this place of I'm not a victim. I don't have to have a degree in business to be good with money and I'm going to learn as much as I can around money and around investments, I taught myself everything I know now. And that's a big misconception that you have to go to college to be successful. Like, I'm glad I went to college. I'm glad that I had the experience. It, you know, I really, my degree field, it's not anything that I'm doing now, obviously, but we don't need it to be successful. We don't need a piece of paper to be successful. There are people who are successful with it and because they're in a, you know, they're either accountants or doctors or lawyers or whatever, but that's not for everyone. And that's something we have to be very conscious of that whatever is being pushed as the ideal is not for everyone. And just because you don't fit into that ideal does not mean there's anything wrong with you. You just have to find your strengths and weaknesses, find what you're good at and put all your energy into that and really just get And one thing I like to do with limiting beliefs is I write them down and I rewrite them in the contrary. So if your limiting belief is I'll never be successful because I didn't go to college, then you rewrite that as I'll be successful or I am always write in the present tense. I am successful in everything that I set my mind to and just rewrite them in the complete opposite. And one thing that I work with my clients what I do with my clients is I have them create like a recording. So you can use your voice memos app on your phone and just record yourself saying these affirmations three times and then listen to the recording in the morning when you first wake up and then at night before you go to sleep. Don't speak negatively to yourself because if there's a lot of negativity around you and you're around either your parents or your friends or siblings or even teachers, people who are constantly putting you down, you can't be your own worst enemy. You have to be your biggest supporter. You have to be the most positive influence in your life because at the end of the day, yes, we we thrive on what others think of us. We thrive on 
impressing others, but what's the most important thing is the relationship you have with yourself. So you have to make sure that no matter what people are saying about you, you tell yourself, you look yourself in the mirror and you say, we can do this. I can do this. You've got this. And that's one thing I kept telling myself, Isabel, don't give up. Don't don't give up on this. You keep going. Keep pushing. You're stronger. There's a reason why you survived all that stuff. And there's a reason why you're here and you need to continue pushing through. So I had to be mm-hmm. super positive to myself, even in the face of so much uncertainty, so much adversity. I had, And trust me, I had no clue how I was going to get at- through this. I had no idea. I just followed what my intuition was telling me. I was just honing in on my strengths and I allowed that to guide me and to lead the way. And of course, a lot of a lot of trust in the universe. I trusted in God. I trusted that I was meant to be doing this and no one in my family is an entrepreneur. Nobody, you know, really around me was at that point and I was just completely creating a new path for myself. And on top of that, there is a lot of, how do we say this? There is a lot of misconceptions and ideas around social media or, you know, working online, working from home. People say it's not a real job. It's not, you know, it's not stable, this and that. But it's like your regular nine to five is not stable either. Do you think about it? There's no such mm-hmm. thing as job security nowadays. So it's like, I told myself, you know, people might think, you know, that's the safe route, the nine to five, that's the safe route, but you get capped off at a certain point. You can only make to a certain point working for someone else. And with me, I had all these student loans I had to pay off. I said, I can't cap myself off. I'm just going to take this time and take what I have here, do the best with what I have now. And I'm going to focus on making money, investing, doing what I can and growing and you know, that I pay, pay off all that debt and it helped me that, that I believed that, you know, of course, listen to people who inspire you. Gary V, incredible. Casey Neistat at that point, he was, you know, super active on YouTube and he talked a lot about his own grind. I think he dropped out of school at 16 and he never went to college and, you know, he had a baby at 16 and he went through all these things and a lot of struggle. And, that's what makes you great is that struggle. That's what makes you mm-hmm. incredible. So embrace the struggle, embrace the negativity, use it as your fuel almost because when you have a lot of negativity thrown at you, it's because you're shaking up the matrix, you're breaking up the status quo. So it's normal to always you know, have negativity thrown at you, but you just got to be your biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, 100%. And also just you know, if you're getting negativity from people, it means that you may need better people that are more supportive in your life. Like I, I talk a lot uh, on this podcast about, you know, you're the average of the five people that you surround uh, yourself with most. And I actually went through a huge phase when I was going through my very pivotal moment when I left university. Um, I cut out so many people from my life and it was because I, I actually realized I, I am that average, whether that average is happy, negative, supportive, unsupporting, wealthy, not wealthy, driven, not like you are literally an average of your five closest people to you. So you got to be extra picky. Like even now I'm pretty cutthroat. Like if I have, you know, an old friend or like a, someone in my life that doesn't make me feel good. I'm pretty like, like I, I'm like, dude, like my circle is 
the most important thing to me. I invest a lot in my friendships. And if I don't feel like you're, you know, not even giving anything, I don't care about that. It's like, if you're, if you're bringing negativity, it's like, I can't be around that kind of stuff. Cause it really affects who you become. Like, I don't know if you, you listeners notice, but like, if you're around negative people that gossip and talk badly about others all the time, like that kind of brings, it brings that side out of you. And the more that that happens, the more that becomes your identity. And like, we just don't want that. Right. 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 And the people who are negative, it's because they don't really know the impact that negativity has and how draining it is. And when you become aware of this stuff, it's like, no, you have no tolerance for it. And I, I completely resonate with the gossip because I, if I tell people, I don't gossip, I'm sorry. If you're going to gossip around me, I'm, I can't be around you. And I'm very, I do not engage in gossip. It makes me feel icky. It makes me feel like, this is wrong, you know, and there's people who enjoy it and they thrive and you know, those aren't your people. And I completely agree. You got to find your tribe. And when, and, and it's okay to go through a period of being alone and not having friends and not having people around. And the universe will bring people into your life. The universe will guide you towards those people. And kind of like Mimi and I, we found each other. I don't know how, but we did. And we're here and we, figured out we have so much in common and we live in completely different continents. You have a completely different background than I do, but our stories are so similar. And that's what the universe does. It brings people together who are like-minded as long as you are living in your purpose and not worried about how you fit in, especially those of you who may live in a small town or feel like you know you go to a small school or whatever, it's okay. Just keep being you. Keep working on your beliefs. Keep working on who you are. And eventually you will fly away and be a beautiful butterfly and you will find other butterflies like you who will uplift you. That's so important. It, it's, like it's attracts like. Literally exactly. like attracts like. So be who you want to be. Be the kind of person that you'd want to be friends with, right? Like right. be that and embody that and put yourself out there and just like don't even overthink it. Just do what flows naturally and things will come, right? Like you don't have to have it all figured out right now. And I think that's a huge thing too. And I still struggle to that or with that to this day is feeling like I need to have it all figured out. And like, listen, on the outside, a lot of people look like they have it all figured out, but a lot of the time they don't. Most of the time they don't because things come up. People have you know, uh, people are constantly trying to overcome themselves. And I think it's, it's really empowering to tell the world like, Hey guys, by the way, I know it looks like I got it all figured out, but, and I'm working really hard on it, but I still have so many moments of self doubt and like needing to pick myself back up and be like, listen, Mimi, you're on the right track, trust in the universe. And this is actually what Isabel and I were talking about earlier on our phone call, like the best thing when feeling uncertainty is just like surrendering and allowing the universe to just do its job and just, you know, what do you have actually in your Instagram bio? Because it's a quote that I really, really (laughs) like. I have not changed my bio in years because that's my mantra, but it's, it's my bio says it's all rigged. Everything's in your favor. Literally. I I love that. that. Oh and my God, not, I love that. Thank you. It, it, I, I don't know where I found that quote. I think I found that whenever I was going through my phase and and it just always sat with me. And I said, you know, I'm just going to live as if – and it's funny because w- I had confirmation from the universe that this is how I should live my life because one time I 
went on a date with this guy in college and he was a med student. He was awesome, like one of the most positive people. And one of the signs he had in his, I don't know if it was, it was like in his living room. And it said, live as if everything is rigged in your favor. And, you know, he's this super scientific, you know, he's a, he's a med student and he was like complete opposite to me. And I was like, so you really like that? He's like, yeah, I live by that. That's, that's the, that's what gets me through the hard days, you know? And so that was like confirmation for me, like, okay, so this guy who's, you know, in this med student, whatever, super studious, all this, he's living by that. And there's truth in that. And we have to look at our life, the good or the bad as adding up in our favor, because people might look at that quote and be like, well, that's not true. Like, what do you think that you control the whole universe? Like, you know, you're behind the scenes. And it's like, we do, we are part of consciousness. We are part of this big quilt of the universe. We are all interconnected. So if you live your life accepting your experiences, not as just good or bad or as negative or positive, but just as experiences and that they're all either teaching you something or helping you grow or helping you become better or smarter or more positive, then that's all in your favor. It's not anything more than that. It's just the way you choose to see life instead of it happening to you, it's happening for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Even if some people are still doubtful of that fact, like just believing it alone will bring more happiness and abundance and and success towards you, right? Because you will feel more confident taking risks. You'll feel more confident putting yourself out there. So, you know, it's, it's acting as if, right? At the end of the day, that's what it is. Yep. And it's acting as if you have it all figured out. You got your shit together. Even if you don't, like, it's just trusting and acting as if like, you know what, I know what I want and I'm going to get there. Because at the end of the day, if you want something badly enough, you can get it. If you want a life badly enough, you can start living it and you can have that and attract that into your life. And you know, I, I know a lot of my podcast listeners are very spiritual and they love manifestation, the law of attraction. But even if you're not, even if you're a bit, a bit of a skeptic, like you don't need to go all woo woo and like start meditating with crystals. You don't have to. You can just kind of embody this new way of thinking of positivity and being a the kind of person that doesn't just go to the negative and doubts everything and all their capabilities. Like there's a certain confidence that comes with just believing in yourself and believing that the good things are going to happen to you if you, you know, act on it. Cause I'm such a law of attraction believer and I've seen it happen in my life multiple times, but I'm also a law of action believer. And I think that, you know, and I know you believe in the same kind of thing, like you, you got to put the work in. So this is what defies like the whole woo woo ness of the law of attraction to all those people that don't necessarily believe in it. Like the law of action is it works as well. And both of those things together are like a power couple. Right. And that's one thing is at first when I got into law of attraction, I struggled with the spiritual aspect of it because I was raised Christian Catholic and I struggled with seeing, okay, all this Buddhism and all that. Now I've embraced it. I've embraced all types of spiritual ways of thinking, but I realized that the law of attraction is not just, like you said, woo-woo. It's actually a psychological it's, – it's a part of psychology. Carl Jung talked a lot about positivity, positivism, and the law of attraction, it's not about you thinking that you're you know, God or whatever it may be, but it's just about how your thinking affects your life. And that's just 
psychology. That's all it is. It's not anything, you know, more transcendental than that. Of course, it does get to a more transcendental point, but you have to find how it fits into your narrative because think about it this way. Where has negative thinking ever gotten you? Where has negativity ever gotten you? It just makes, it just breeds more negativity, just breeds more dissatisfaction. It just hurts you as a spirit. We're all spiritual beings. We're all, you know, we're all energy and energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So we have to preserve the energy. It's not so much our physical bodies. It's who we are within. And that's what it's all about. It's just about knowing that we're energy, we're magnets, and we will attract what it is that we put out. And it's all about really finding how the law of attraction works for you and it can be into your life and and how you can implement it into your life because we all have a different perception. We all have different stories. We all have different narratives. And it's about figuring out, you know, looking back on your life and saying the times when I was more positive or I I prayed about something or I put in good intention, things worked out. And going back to that, you know, everything's rigged in your favor. When you believed things were going to work out, they worked out. And no matter what, and I and I see it in my own life with so many things, you know, so many moments where things were really bad, you know, health-wise, whatever. And I believed I was going to, something was guiding me, basically. I believed that the universe was there. The universe had my back. And I said, you know what? This is just more confirmation that I can continue living my life and I can continue going after what I want. And kind of what you were saying in whenever you want and desire something, the universe will bring you to it. And I highly recommend to those of you who are new to the law of attraction or who don't really know what this mindset is about, read the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's an amazing book because it's a it's a fiction book. It's it's not a self-help book. It's a fiction book and it's about a hero's journey towards a treasure. And that was one of the first books I read in my journey and it really made me see the power of the universe, the power of our thoughts and how we all are in our own hero's journey. We're all in this point where we're all working towards something. And the thing about nowadays is that we are so money-minded, so career-minded that we don't really we we struggle to see a purpose because you know money is not really a, a, a grand purpose. We're meant for more than that. So it's about being true to yourself and going after those dreams. Don't let your dreams just be dreams. Go after what it is that you want because you will be guided. There's a reason why you have your dreams. There's a reason why you have these desires. And it's because you're meant to bring them to fruition. You're meant to achieve them. The universe would not give you your dreams and ideas and goals if you were not the best equipped to bring them to life. So allow your dreams to guide you. Don't ever be afraid to fail because when you're afraid to fail, that's when you'll have roadblocks. That's when you'll have, how do you say it? Um, What's the word I was looking for? Stagnation. And you have to just go with the flow of your life sometimes and not try to fight so much, but just trust. Let the let the river take you through the current, basically. Mm, so beautifully said. Completely agree with all of that. And 
Yes. Like everything you said there, it's so about mentality, law of attraction, manifestation, all of that stuff. So tell me though, how, like, what are some manifesting daily rituals and law of attraction daily rituals that you have in your life that you've seen really, really helps? Is it just like mentality hacks or do you actually write things down? Do you journal? What's kind of your daily habits around that? I'm really big on visualization and I would recommend to anyone who is starting or any, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey with the law of attraction, but look into Neville Goddard's lectures. I don't know if you've heard about him, Mimi, but he is huge on using the imagination as the tool to manifest your desires here on the physical level. And he would teach that, and he was back in the 40s or the 50s. He was a, a, a teacher way back then. And he did these incredible lectures about the power of the mind and how where our consciousness, our awareness is the consciousness of God or source or creation, the universe. And how through our imagination, you think about all the things that we see around us, all the inventions, all these incredible, everything around us physically was all a part of somebody's imagination. Somebody had to think about it. Somebody had to have that plant, that seed planted in their mind for it to be here on the physical level. And even Einstein's theory of relativity was started, E equals MC squared, was started in his, he had a dream about it. And our dreams are, you know, our, our imaginations coming to life in our sleep. So what I do now is I don't really, I used to be really big on scripting and, and that's a beautiful way. Scripting is basically writing a story or a day in the life of you with your desire. And it's, it's a great way. I used to do that. But now all I do is before bed, and this is part of the Neville Goddard technique, and you can find his lectures on YouTube, but he talked about basically creating a scene in your mind of about 10 seconds max and a scene with you in the end result. He believed in living in the end. So almost like acting as if, you know, you're already there. So living in the end of the desire that you wish to manifest. So if you're trying to manifest marriage, you have to imagine yourself after the marriage, maybe even a year into the marriage or a five-year anniversary and creating a scene where you are in the first person. So you're looking at the scene through your eyes, not as, you know, not like you're watching a movie, but seeing it through your eyes, through, you know, your hands, see your hands and creating a little 10 second moment where you have a conversation maybe with your husband or wife and you talk to them and you say, oh, I'm so grateful that we're married and looking at the rings, you know, you see your wedding rings on your finger, your engagement ring and just having that, seeing that, creating that scene and bringing it to life in the sleepy state before bed, as you're dozing off, you start to play that scene in your head and 10 seconds, that's all it has to be. And then you go and you repeat the scene over and over and over in your head and until you fall asleep. So that's the very last thought that you have in your mind. And that I learned about Neville Goddard probably about over about a year and a half ago. And I have manifested so many incredible things, so many incredible opportunities. And the thing is, all we need to do is visualize once. We have to just visualize what we want once before bed. And then the universe will begin to create situations and scenarios, present to you opportunities that will guide you towards that desire manifested. So that's really important. Trusting. I trust a lot, even if I don't get the manifestation the very next day, because the way Neville Goddard explains it is that it's a natural 
occurring flow of events, a bridge of events that are natural that will take you there. It's not like, oh, I dreamt about a million dollars. So tomorrow they're going to send me a check for a million dollars. It could be that way, but a lot of us have beliefs and blocks that will stop that from manifesting that way. So the way the universe works is it basically fills in the blanks for you. You really don't have to do too much work. You know, it depends on what it is that you're trying to manifest, but it's all about having faith and living your life naturally as your desire comes to you. So that's basically it for me. I just script a quick little scene. I write it down. So I'll keep a log of it. And then one night I'll, before I go to sleep, I'll create that, I'll bring the scene up in my head and then I give it time. And the universe sends you signs, recurring numbers, angel numbers, people reaching out to you, emails, things like that, that will lead you towards that natural bridge of events. And then you'll have your manifestation. So I, to me, that's, basically what works best with my brain because there's so many different manifestation methods and tools that one can use, but it's all about finding something that works for your brain, works for your mentality so that you're not like, oh, this isn't going to work. This is stupid. You know, (laughs) we have to find what works for us when it comes to law of attraction. But if you want, just keep a journal, script out what it is that you want in the first person. It can be as detailed and specific as you want, a specific as possible because that's important. And just trust. Trust that you're being guided there and that every opportunity that you see that presents itself, you take the opportunity that is most natural to you that you believe is going to take you towards your desire. So make sure your actions align with what it is that you're trying to manifest. My God, I love that. And I'm so going to try that. I've never done that before, like just a 10-second little clip in my mind. So Mm -hmm. that is something I'm going to do after we hang up, actually. I have an empty journal here, and I'm going to start writing out scenarios. That is so powerful. So, so, so powerful. I'm so excited. (laughs) So, um, yeah. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm so, so, so excited. And the great thing that happens when you have really clear set goals and a very just intricate and intense vision of your future, the thing that happens is that the part of your brain called the RAS gets triggered. I don't know if you know what that is. It's the reticular activating system. And that's basically the part of your brain that notices things that you once might have not noticed. It's like the filter, right? So if we noticed everything that was happening in our day-to-day life, we'd go freaking crazy. We'd be noticing, you know, the light twitching in the left corner of the room, the, you know, the noise the radiator is making, the thing that just moved outside. Like we'd be, we would be noticing everything. So there's this system in our brain called the RAS and it is what filters everything and and what determines what gets filtered and what what gets noticed is your belief system and the reoccurring thoughts that you have in your brain so just manifesting by thinking of what you want even if you don't believe in the universe energy kind of shit you know what I mean like it Mm -hmm. actually works because you will start noticing different things in your life. Like you said, you'll start noticing, you know, new opportunities, emails, phone calls, this person randomly coming into your life, like this happening because your, your belief system, your, your thought process kind of changes, right? And it's not used to the norm and it starts noticing different things because the RAS gets triggered. So the more positive and happy thoughts about what you want in your future that you think, like the more you're going to notice on tools and resources on how to get there. And that's why you'll notice really negative people that are like, oh, I can't get this. I can't get that. 
you know, and they're always so negative. It's like, well, yeah, of course you can't because you're not even, you don't even have, you know, a map in your mind on what to do to get there because you're not being positive and you're not looking for the opportunity. It doesn't just fall in your, into your lap. Like you got to like start noticing shit, you know? Exactly. And I feel like a lot of people go to auto defaults of negativity, just like this pessimism, because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be let down if I just expect the worst, you know? It's kind of like, it's all in that fear. It's all that, all it is is fear. Once you transcend the fear, and it's not about not feeling fear because I feel fear all the time. Trust me, a lot of what I do is scary as heck to me, but it's all about feeling the fear and realizing that fear is not real. It's just a figment of our ego to protect us. And the ego, it's not about getting rid of the ego. It's kind of like what you were talking about before. Our ancestors, they needed anxiety and that fight or flight, you know, that response to protect us from life or death situations. So a tiger coming or, you know, a monsoon or whatever it could be. They had to have that fight or flight response because their lives were literally at stake all the time. But us, we live such a comfortable life that our anxiety finds our ego, the fear. It finds little things to latch onto, little things. Oh, this person didn't text me back. Like, oh my God, like overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. But once we identify that that's actually our ego, which our ego is basically the veil between our true selves and our conscious selves, our the higher consciousness, our higher self. And we don't need to get rid of it. We need it because we need it for survival and we need it to identify threats. But it's about realizing that we are more than that, that that's just a tool for us to use. The fear, the anxiety, it does not control you. You control it. And that's for somebody who's dealt with anxiety, that has really helped me to understand it's not about getting rid of the anxiety. It's about using it for when it's important. Because imagine if we got rid of the fight or flight response, we would be burning ourselves, touching flames or walking out in traffic or, you know, all these things that are a threat to our lives. And the thing is that we live such good lives now in the modern era, you know, in Western society that we latch onto any little problem. We're like, wow, our life sucks. When in reality, it's not even that big of a deal, but our minds love to make a big deal out of anything because that's it, it keeps it busy. So that's why it's important to really keep your life active. It's important to exercise a lot, to keep your body active, to not be stuck, you know, inside and overthinking, overthinking, you know, read a nonfiction book or read a fiction book. I think that's really important for those who deal with fear, anxiety, read a fiction book about a hero's journey or, you know, go out and walk in nature or go spend time with just people that make you laugh, people that are funny, stuff that's not like, oh my God, my life is doom and gloom. Everything's going wrong. You know, and I think that's a real problem in our generation is that we have so much negativity out in the in, in, in the media, on social media, you know, people basically saying the world is burning, you know, climate change. We feel like we don't have much time left. And regardless of your stance on that, which I believe we have to help the environment, I completely agree with that. But also being in fear and being scared and, and you know, placing blame on others is not going to get anything done. It's not a solution. It's just going to further catapult our collective consciousness into a negative spiral. And then we're just like, okay, well, what's the point? We're just going to die. And of course, we're all going to die. But we got to make the best of what we have now and not allow the fear to hold us back into our comfort zone and in this negative mindset, this default that we're in. 
and instead realize actually we can do a lot more than what the media, than what society is telling us. Just by being positive people in our day-to-day life, we are already affecting the people around us. We're making people around us more positive, making people around us realize, hey, you know, maybe it's not so bad. You know those positive, uplifting people in your life that you just love to be around and they're just like, you know, make everything better. That's what I seek to be in other people's lives. And I think that if we allow ourselves to just you know, enjoy life, enjoy where we are, enjoy the people around us and not looking at life as some negative thing that seems to be like the cool thing now is like, oh, my life sucks. I suck. I'm ugly. You know, and actually just letting yourself be you and and enjoy this moment that we have here, then that's when things start leveling up for you. You start seeing opportunities and good things everywhere. Good people come into your life. And it's just a way of being. I can't imagine being a negative person. It's just so draining. It's it's such a waste of time. Mm, oh my God. I know. Like, can you imagine being a super negative person? Like you literally just hate the world, hate yourself. You hate other people because of your own self-hatred. At the end of the day, the only, the only reason some people are just so negative, it's because they just don't like themselves and you got to feel compassion for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. As well. Like I have loved this conversation so much and you need to come back on the podcast like I know you and I are now friends and we're gonna talk like this this stuff's happening here like I there's a reason we met and we definitely need to do stuff together um but like this is just have you on mine as well I would would love love to have you on my on my I'm taking back your power that would be amazing Let's do it. hundred percent, one hundred percent. And hey, maybe you know you could come to France or uh, I could come to Texas and we could meet in person and do videos and stuff. <laughs> like there's so much we can do. Um, I'm just so happy that we met and that we've you know connected and we're able to have this incredible conversation. I know this is literally gonna change lives because this is like the basics and this is relatable because it's like we've both been there. We've both been stuck. And becoming unstuck is so possible and it's so not far out of reach. Like it really isn't. So just so inspired by this conversation and I wish it could go on forever, but we are at an hour. So (laughs) we got to give the people a break. (laughs) Of course, we'll continue another day and, um, you know, I'll have you on my podcast as well. And we'll talk a lot about this. So thank you so much, Mimi, for having me on. It's such a pleasure. And thank you to the audience for listening in. It's, it's been amazing. And I hope that even if you just took a little nugget of, inspiration. I hope that you allow that to carry you on through whatever it is that you're going through. Oh my God. Yes. And quickly before we go, do you want to let everyone know your socials, where they can find you online and all that? Yes. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Isabel V Palacios and I'm on YouTube. It's just Isabel Palacios and you can find me there. I talk all about the law of attraction and self-help and travel and all that good stuff. So it's just a positive place for people. It's not like, you know, (laughs) just come and have fun. (laughs) Guys, you need to go check it out. It's such, such a good YouTube channel. That's how I actually found her. So definitely go check it out.